welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls podcast. Where I confirm that somebody says hello, you say howdy back. <laughs> well, your hello will be edited out, so no one is going to hear you saying hello <laughs> up until now. Uh, I am Alan. Yes, you are. And joined by a uh, a man in charge, or a man, damn it. <laughs> are you? I am. And joined by a man in charge of delivering babies and uh, giving out corn at the rotary picnics, Ski. That's right. Mm-hmm. And a man my, who my can... only two real uh, loves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Corn and babies. <laughs> Which have you had more recently? Loved on a baby today, so I guess okay. that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but did you deliver one? No. no oh, okay. No. Never done that, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? I just, you know, I love the idea of it. I can definitely imagine you being a person who delivers somebody's baby someday in an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems almost inevitable. Inevitable? <laughs> yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, I would imagine... you think I'll be a taxi driver at some point, right? Not that, but I think you'll see somebody at the side of the road who needs a lift, <laughs> and then all of a sudden that person will go into labor, and <laughs> you'll have to pull off, and you'll deliver that baby, then you'll get sued. <laughs> <laughs> You've got it condensed down to where it's like a single evening or something. Mm-hmm. You know, in my hypothetical, he's like driving down the road and he sees somebody with a flat tire. And then he's like, oh, well, you need to ride to your Lamaze class. I'll take you. And then he ends up as the coach. <laughs> and then seven weeks later, he delivers the baby. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see yeah. that. <laughs> And somehow he ends up paying for the hospital. Exactly. <laughs> Putting down his insurance card. Right. And, this like, one's on me. Exactly. How much is that copay? All right, let me get my checkbook. <laughs> Do you accept American Express traveler's checks? Because <laughs> all this happened when he was on vacation. He had to go back down to Florida in order to deliver this baby. That's right. Exactly. Why wouldn't I? I mean, right. it's, got a I'm partially, coach. partially redeemed Chili's gift card. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the trip's practically paying for itself. Exactly. <laughs> Well, as you've already heard, that there is. Uh, I'm also joined by a man who can always be coaxed out by a pork chop. Yes, <laughs> I love a good pork chop. Yeah, if she had uh, loin of pork, it would have been instantly. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, it's a shame they didn't didn't actually use that uh, <laughs> that phrase in the show. Yeah. But oh well, opportunity yeah. lost. Yeah. Pork chop was still fresh in their mind because of the Elvis recap. Oh yeah, oh, years yeah. back, yeah. 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 two weeks oh. back or whatever. Well, I don't have a whole lot uh, before we kick off the episode other than to mention that uh, I guess Angel and, and her husband heard our recent episode where we mentioned, you know, them <laughs> wanting to, you know, maybe just uh, have an opportunity to chat yeah. uh, on or off air. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they they definitely are on board. Oh. So, yeah. So we're going to have our third or second and third guest stars. Yeah, could be at some point. Um, I can. They actually sent a, vi- a, a voice message. Would you like me to pull that up to play yes, the please. voice message? Yes, please. This will be the first time that in a certain way, at least, we have a, an extra person on the podcast. Yeah, you're forgetting about Pick Me. What's that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you mean when he sat here silently? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> For the exactly. That's why he said second and third. <laughs> I was wondering if that's what you were referring to. Uh, <laughs> Alan just steamrolls through my joke. Yeah, I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I will try to play this. this. Angel and uh, Mr. Angel? Angel? Yep, exactly. 
Maybe. That is exuberance we do not deserve. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There's almost no one who is that excited to talk to us. <laughs> Maybe deck collectors. <laughs> so, well, yeah, we definitely will try to work out a time yeah, um, to uh, to meet up with the two of them. So, mm-hmm. I mean, virtually. if you're was that virtually? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I believe they're down a few states away from us. Um, I, I forget offhand where where they're located. Well, if I'm at, there delivering the baby, maybe <laughs> right. swing by. <laughs> I, yeah, I think uh, one thing I, I meant to mention this on our last episode, since it was kind of a, a recap <laughs> or was a recap, uh, but. If anybody out there, maybe they started listening recently, or maybe they've listened for a while, um, but didn't ask, we definitely still have quite a few stickers left. And uh, if anybody would like any, we're, we're happy to send them out. I, yeah. I think actually, I, I happen to notice a, a back and forth with um, uh, Brent and uh, Jennifer yeah, that she may yeah. need some new ones. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you replaced your laptop or something like that, mm-hmm. um, and and would like to adorn a new a new piece of whatever, yeah. uh, then by all means, let us know. We'll be happy to send them out to you free of charge. Yeah. Uh, so, and they, they are our logo, which is, as Brent said many times, probably the best, most professional part of our podcast. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> so. Definitely is. I'm glad you guys like it. Yeah. yeah, certainly. And we like you too, Ski. We yeah, do. I'm okay. <laughs> I would not say you're the <laughs> most professional part of our podcast. <laughs> I'd probably be ashamed if I was. <laughs> but anyways... Uh, did you have anything you wanted to add in before Ski does the recap? Um, so Lisa let us know that uh, Hallmark has a big selection of Golden Girls merchandise in, mm, okay. up to and including a Trivial Pursuit oh, very nice. thing for the Golden Girls. So yeah, that would maybe be a, something to do at some point. Yeah, exactly. Time. A good filler uh, for an episode. Mm-hmm. Some people do like our longer episodes, so maybe someday we could give them a two-hour extravaganza. Mm-hmm. I think well, we, we could break up into uh, multiple twos as well. Mm-hmm. Like, well, sure. But if it was like super long or just ridiculous or something. Mm-hmm. I, we had some earlier episodes that went ex- excessively long. Yeah. Gold Girls Monopoly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Risk. As I'm thinking it through, I think my suggestion will be, um, you know, when Angel and Mr. Angel get here, like those two and you two can compete against one another. Okay. And I'll be like Quiz Master General. Uh. <laughs> and we can see if they can put you two to shame uh. <laughs> for I, Golden Girls knowledge. I thought you were going to say that they would be there doing that game and you would be at home. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> like I would ask the questions. Ah, uh, okay. To see, you know, who's the true Golden Girl fan. Um, and in order to uh, make it fair... Like, I would ask them questions from, like, the first five seasons and ask you guys questions from season six and seven. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does sound fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I know you and I had a conversation at one point where I was like, I don't know if I consider myself a super fan because, you know, there are definitely people who can, mm-hmm. you know, list you off quotes from various episodes and know very small details that, that I don't know. I mean, I would even say the same with The Simpsons for mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. And you're like, we've done 130 hours of, <laughs> yeah. of a podcast. I think we qualify as super fans. Exactly. So like, All right. We put in the time. <laughs> yeah. like, I guess that's fair. And that's just the uh, you know the time that if we've actually put into where people are listening, not in the preparation yeah. or the editing afterwards. <laughs> exactly. It's like I have like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, oh, I've got season tickets. You know, I couldn't tell you who you know. Bats third, but yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, you're a super fan. If you got season tickets, <laughs> uh, well, today, um, today we're going to be going over a season six, episode one, 
Uh, Blanche delivers. I've seen this one. Oh, have you? Good. <laughs> you would be a pretty shitty Good recapper if you hadn't. <laughs> uh, today, Ski will be doing our recap, uh, and of course, we'll be naming our MVP for the episode. You know, viewing the episodes is only a prerequisite if I am the recapper. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, true. you feel like you just get what you need from, from our recaps. Exactly. <laughs> just, just get the gist of it. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, from the way you described it, I would yeah. give it. <laughs> so, yeah, no, so. I will say, I've, I've Rewatched every episode two, five, two, maybe three times. Yeah, I know that you're I've dedicated. Uh, for someone who seems like you hate some of the process, <laughs> you, you're, you're very dedicated. Agreed. <laughs> That's probably why you do so well in your work. <laughs> like my performance at this table is not maybe half-assed, but my prep to get to this table is not. <laughs> I've earned my seat at this table. Right. <laughs> I may not do anything with it when I'm here, but... Oh, I disagree entirely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. The thing is that if you consider your effort here at the table half-assed, man, I just can't imagine how bright you'd shine <laughs> if you were given the entirety of your I, I can't ass. imagine how how dim the both of us would be. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> like, not trying to drag you down, of course. So you think that Brent's just having to tone it down so the two of us don't look too bad? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he's really, he's like about to run away with a one-man show. Yeah. When when we you know get to our eventual end, mm-hmm. he will recreate, I think, a new podcast on his own. Oh, okay. And then just be the, the sole star. Yeah, well, him and Pick Me. Yeah. Don't forget, they've exactly. already got a contract. Exactly. Pick Me, my foul-mouthed silent majority. <laughs> What's wrong? I imagine you doing a podcast by yourself but acting like there was someone else there with you and being like, oh, behave. <laughs> If there were long conversations, that would be pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> would you feel like my co-host would just obviously me doing a bad accent? Uh, <laughs> it depends. If you were doing like a bad British accent, then I'd be like, all right, I guess, or Southern or something. But if you were doing a bad accent of somebody of color, I'd be like, oh, Brent. Of <laughs> <laughs> like an Italian or something. Yeah, I'd be down with that. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Papa Jean? <laughs> oh, wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> Why would the Italian be saying French? <laughs> he's multicultural. Well, I guess he did say it was a bad accent. <laughs> All right. Well, look forward to that podcast. <laughs> Brent and company <laughs> that'll be coming. Uh, in, I don't know, 2025, <laughs> whenever we're wrapped up with this one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Back to your thing. Like, you know, I don't think I would ever do like a solo podcast or whatever. But like if I did do it, like I would record like the entire thing and then just drop all one hundred episodes. <laughs> <laughs> just out of the blue. Kind of like a Netflix thing where you just exactly. full season. There you go. Exactly. Like it or not. Right. <laughs> you didn't ask for it, but here at a hundred hours of content. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to that that hundred hours is you going into the most minute details of whatever thing you're reviewing. <laughs> you're reviewing Grateful Dead albums, and you're really talking about each instrument's impact on the song. Exactly. <laughs> you only covers like the first album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your one hundred hours is one song. Exactly. <laughs> it's my definitive ranking of the top one hundred drum space. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd be like batshit crazy by the end of 
we wouldn't even be able to have a conversation anymore. <laughs> I would think any listener would be as well. Well, yeah, but there would have to be some fans. I guess it depends. Some, if... some level of mania would have to be associated, right? I would think so. But, I don't know. At least it's something to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> Your slow, sad descent into madness. <laughs> yeah, we listen to how cogent he is on episode one and how crazy he is on episode 100. <laughs> <laughs> episode 100 he's just really trying to use his <laughs> verbal abilities to recreate the sound by 98 he has developed like his own language yeah. <laughs> exactly. episode 100 I bring in Michael Winslow to help me <laughs> take it home that would be a hell of a guest star yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would think Michael Winslow is probably a guest star you could pay for. Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> I don't think it would be that cost prohibitive yeah. either. I'll have to check his cameo to see if he does podcast. So you're always saying I've got pie in the sky ideas here. Maybe that'll be my uh, my you know coup d'état. Uh-huh. I'll get Michael Winslow for like season seven or something. Uh-huh. So here's the thing: I think that. You can make anything happen if you're willing to pay for it. <laughs> um, I think your pie in the sky is trying to get people to do things for free. Oh, just out of the kind? Yeah, I get, yeah. I get that. I, I think that's probably uh, pretty close to accurate. Mm-hmm. But anyways, well, just to finish up uh, the, the format of the show, Ski will be doing the recap. We'll be named MVPs at the end, as well as a rating out of eight slices of cheesecake. Still working toward that ultimate goal of determining the best episode of the whole series. Now, how fast you'll be able to read this? I mean, I don't know how long it is. Super fast? I would say at a. We've been waiting for Ski's allergy medicine to kick in. Ah. So it's, <laughs> it's about there. Yeah, put that allergy medicine in quotation marks. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be a pretty young thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ski. Well, I would say go at a. A <laughs> relatively quick pace. Did we talk about that last week? Yeah, last week. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Still, it counts as a callback and yeah, exactly. just beating a dead horse. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> a callback of a callback. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ski. You go ahead and go to when you're ready. All right, season six, episode one. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you said, it's uh, titled Blanche Delivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original air date was September 22nd, 1990. Uh, this one was written by Gail Parent and Jim... Valelli, I think maybe it's pronounced. Okay. What date? And, uh, say what? What was the date? I had September 22nd, 1990. It sounds right <clears throat> to me. All right. Season 5 ran from September 22nd of 1990 to May 4th, 1991. Hmm. All right. Well, there's some sort of a, a dispute Well, here. I stole this from Wikipedia, so it's possible it's not right. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, not, think, I'm not going to claim 100% accuracy. I think Brent might be the one that's wrong here. What date did you say season four ran from? Or season five, I should say. I went with uh, September 22nd, 1990 to May 4th, 1991. Okay, you're wrong. Um, really? <laughs> yeah. When did season five run? And I, and I thought, I meant to mention this last week, but now, you know, so if you're listening, because you said May 4th, and I was like, no, the last episode was on Cinco de Mayo. I remember oh, that's that. Right. <laughs> So season five ran from September 23rd of 89 to, uh, let's see here, May 5th of 1990. Huh. So you, you were jumping ahead of season when you were doing your timeline last week. I was. Yeah. But, I mean, you got all the, the episodes correct. I guess. Just, that, <laughs> just the date range. <laughs> I would have been almost more impressed if we'd uh, missed all that he 
Yeah, yeah, those sound right. Yeah, <laughs> and we just went with it as he as he names twenty six episodes that we haven't recapped yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rose was there. I remember that. Yeah, I don't like the fact that this started off with me criticizing Ski, and it ends up with me being incorrect. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, so that is what is up. We go on recap ahead. I'll be wrong again, and you can correct me. I hope you cut all of this out. <laughs> I may actually loop it. <laughs> <laughs> like, didn't I just hear this? You sure did. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway, I feel bad for like, so when last week's episode drops, you know, people are going to be stewing for a week. <laughs> <laughs> just like, pissed off that the drama. That's not right. Exactly. <laughs> the comment section's all lit up with, <laughs> you're like, be patient, people. He gets his comeuppance. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, just keep listening, finally. Yeah. <laughs> I, I double-checked this. This is not correct. Yeah. Well, I take some responsibility, too, because as soon as you said May 4th, or at least as soon as it registered with yeah. me, I thought, that doesn't seem right, but then I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm glad uh, you guys caught it, because I, I did not at all. Mm. I must not have been paying enough attention. Oh, uh, well, uh, you, you were about to die from your allergies at that That's point. That's true. I was on death's bed there. Yeah. Throat was asphyxiated. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that sounds right. That's <laughs> <laughs> so one of my favorite Simpsons lines. Is uh, I, I I can't remember the name of the snake, but there's a snake that's choking Homer, um, mm-hmm. and someone says, "Can you breathe?" And he says, "I can breathe out a little." <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, go ahead, Steve. <laughs> that, that's I'm sure make me happy the rest of this episode. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> All right, uh, as I said, written by Gail Parrott and Jim Vallelli. Okay. And uh, directed by Matthew Diamond. Get uh-huh. ready to remember that name. Okay. Because he's, I think, the primary director for the season. Oh, cool. okay. I didn't look ahead to season seven, but maybe he's around for both. I don't know. All right. It wasn't my responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> we open in the kitchen? It wasn't anybody's responsibility, in fairness, to look ahead. <laughs> well, no, but he could tell us. His credits or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I could. I, maybe, maybe next time I'll, uh, I'll get real cozy with Mr. Desperately Diamond. trying to turn it around. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> I will be top dog again before this episode. <laughs> I'll, I'll do a, like a personality uh, Pro- evaluation. <laughs> it's <or> Meyer Briggs. <laughs> yeah. Just the, the entire history of Matthew Diamond. Right. From childhood to... <laughs> Genealogy. Right. Yeah, and the name Diamond me, is... Exactly. You may know his uncle, Neil. <laughs> I think it's... Uh, that, that last name, isn't that carbon-based? <laughs> All I know is that Superman can make a Matt Diamond by smashing <laughs> some other Matthews together. And, and did you say his uh, cousin, Neil? Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Neil. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're in the kitchen. Sophia's uh, setting the table and prepping some food when Dorothy enters. She asks her mother how she's doing, and Sophia says, well, that depends. Uh, what did we have for dinner last night? Uh, Dorothy tells her mom, Mexican. The, then Sophia replies, oh, then I'm okay. Right. I'm guessing that gastrointestinal issue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's like, oh, that's what I ate, then that's, I'm, I'm par that for the course. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Uh, just then, Rose walks into the kitchen wearing a very flashy ice skating outfit, uh, like the little short dress type thing with a bunch of sequins. Right. Uh, complete with earmuffs, a matching scarf, and skates draped over her shoulder. Uh, after uh, Dorothy and Sophia kind of give her a confused look there, like, what's going on here? 
She tells them she's going to uh, enter the U.S. Senior Sports Classic. Dorothy says she didn't even know she was that good of a skater. But Rose explains that, you know, when she was younger, she had actually been even trained for the U.S. Olympic team. Don't you feel like that in order to enter something like that, that you'd have to already be competing? I mean, it's the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like it'd be a national competition, unless it's the regional version of that national competition that you have to win to go on maybe. to compete against other old folks. Well, she may have said she was trying out, so maybe maybe, maybe yeah. they do have local tryouts or could something. Be. And yeah. for seniors, it might be a little different. Yeah, that's true. Because it could be people who've been out of the uh, sport for a while. Mm-hmm. Seems like you'd still have a tough road to hoe, though. I would think <laughs> if so because we we've not damn good. We've not experienced any episode that I can recall where Rose talked about going skating. Right. <laughs> Although you know, being from Minnesota, you would think that skating you might know. be more common. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Something she did on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, she does say that she was so nervous uh, when the Olympic Committee arrived that she put her skates on someone else's feet by accident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche enters and sees Rose's outfit. Says that she looks like a giant elf, and then asks if she can borrow that outfit sometime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy changes the subject and asks Blanche when her daughter Becky will be arriving. <laughs> Blanche tells her that uh, she'll be picking her up at ten thirty, which I was assuming in the morning because it looks like they're getting ready for breakfast. Right. <laughs> Sophia gripes that uh, whenever people visit, she always has to bunk with her daughter. Dorothy basically says it's because she's the shortest. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also adds that she won't be uh, drinking anything until Becky leaves. As uh, liquids can be problematic, mm-hmm. I'm assuming in bed. Like, yeah, it seems like he'd <laughs> give, give her some rubber underwear or something if that was that big of an well, yeah, issue. Yeah, or yeah. I mean, I would think even in Depends your own bed. Depends if been around that long, right? Yeah, exactly. Even in your own bed, you'd want to have something to protect your sheets and whatnot if yeah, it was yeah. that Oh, consistent. it's fine. I'll just piss the bed. It's, <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't mind it. <laughs> you just get used it. to it, yeah. <laughs> Uh, she's she's actually trying out for the seniors classic as a swimmer. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blanche and the and the girls revisit the fact that Becky is uh, very pregnant due to an artificial insemination process uh, procedure. Rather, Dorothy respects her courage. Uh, Blanche is uh, looking forward to the visit, but winces at the idea of a sperm bank. Yeah. Uh, Sophia points out though that the government didn't ever have to bail them out. Right. Yeah, there was a couple lines there. I, I don't think you mentioned either. But when she was, you know, like you said, kind of getting squirmish about the sperm bank, mm-hmm. and she goes on about it, and she says, just the very idea of a bank having sperm. <laughs> yeah, the way she says it. <laughs> and then a couple lines before that, uh, when she was talking about her daughter, you know, her un, unwed pregnant daughter coming yes. to town, uh, Sophia says, yeah, knocked up and single, how dainty. <laughs> yeah, just for some context, Blanche is not exactly excited about this still. Right. And the last time we saw Becky, uh, they actually kind of came to blow, not blows, but like they definitely had a... Uh, <laughs> yeah, there wasn't any physical obligation. <laughs> no fisticuffs involved. <laughs> yeah, that's right. the wrong term, but they, they <laughs> yeah. definitely saw things differently. Yeah. But at the end of the episode, weren't they kind of on even terms? Yeah, I yeah. Thought? Of course, that's the way it always works out with Blanche. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. this is, we're, we're back to square <clears throat> one to a small extent. Like, mm-hmm. Blanche is still not entirely... Uh, keen on the idea of her daughter um, being artificially inseminated yeah. and being yeah. a single mother, I think is yeah. even more so. Yeah, Blanche's defense, she was raised by a bigot. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Which I think they talk about later, don't they? Next week. Yeah. Next oh, week. next week. Next week, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Big daddy. Yeah, Brent's just going all over the map with his uh, <laughs> <laughs> references. <laughs> That's my thing this week. <laughs> Glad you have a theme. (laughs) Past his prologue, like you said. (laughs) Uh, Rose gets ready to go, and Blanche comments that she uh, may try out for the Senior Sports Classic 
in 15 years when she's eligible, right. if she can find an event. Uh, Dorothy explains, though, that the luge is the only sport in which you can lay on your back. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that's specifically winter sports. Yeah, I would, I would say so. But I don't think – I can't think of a summer sport where you can lay on your back either. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could <laughs> – you're, you're kind of vertical during the high jump, but is I wouldn't there, think they'd have that. Is there an event where you, like, uh, sunbathe? Not that I re- not that I'm aware of, but then again, I don't. I'm not completely aware of all the various. Uh, I think at, at the senior level, you're going for whoever's the uh, prudiest. Yeah, the most uh, raisin-like. Well, I don't think the Blanche would enter that contest, even if she could could win. I mean, I think I don't know. So, so you're saying like at, you think at the senior level they have all the same events that they do at the at the younger level? No, I was just making. Total BS. Like, I, obviously, sunbathing is not any kind of <laughs> physical <laughs> event. <laughs> but I'm saying if, if you're an old person that sunbathes a lot, mm-hmm. at that point, you were probably very dark brown and leathery. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, change scenes. We see Dorothy is uh, sitting and reading in the living room. Uh, when Rose comes I like in, it when they do that when they just sit around and read. Yeah. And wait for somebody to come in. Is that what you like to do with your spare time? You mm-hmm. and Helena just sit around and read? Yeah. Very nice. But it's, I mean, it's just something, <clears throat> it's something that they can then pivot to whomever comes in. They don't have to, like, turn off the TV or something, oh, okay. you know? Yeah. It's just a nice writerly thing. Yeah. Well, they're also, all of them are older, and mm-hmm. so they probably all grew up in a time where TV wasn't as common. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, so they probably all know how to read. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, she's a teacher. She better know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Like, if they're doing it now, you think they'd be sitting around doing their Sudoku or something? Probably, yeah. <laughs> Wait for somebody to come in. Yeah, playing their Fruit Ninja. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, everybody would tell me on the phone. Candy Crush and whatnot, yeah. Doodling un- Uncle Milty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that could be dirty if you think. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's in reading, and Rose comes shuffling in. Uh, her skating coach suggested that she wear leg weights. Uh, to strengthen her ankles. Rose tells her that she's going to the grocery store and asks if she needs to pick anything up. Dorothy says, you know, uh, is that she asked if uh, her slow scoot is the fastest she could go. And if so, <laughs> don't get any dairy. Yeah. Because it would go bad, right? Yeah, that, that's, I believe, the joke there. <laughs> <laughs> we can parse it a little further. <laughs> like a second opinion. As Rose heads to the door, <laughs> Sophia comes in. Uh, sees her slow shuffle and tells her not to make fun of old people. Yeah. <laughs> she had a soft scoot and a slow shuffle? I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Rose explains that she's wearing the ankle weights to get stronger. Uh, Sophia asks if they have a similar headband. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah. was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before Rose exits, though, Blanche and Becky open the door. Becky comes in, sits on the couch, and the girls ask you know, how she's been. She actually tells them that she's loved being pregnant, but uh, not so crazy about the... Uh, uh, hormones going going wild. She cites that she uh, recently cried when the mail was late. Mm-hmm. On cue, Rose starts to break down hearing about the late mail delivery. <laughs> yeah, that was a little dumb, but it was kind of funny. Yeah, Dorothy then cracks about how emotional Rose would have been back when she had hormones. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming before menopause, right? Yeah, you know she's getting that. <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a thing. Like you lose your hormones after menopause. You don't lose all your hormones. It's just probably dampened slightly. Mm, yeah, I don't I, think. I, I you don't think have. That's... Yeah, you don't have your cycle, so I guess that's what they're getting at. Yeah, at least to some extent. Um, Dorothy comments about Becky staying for only three days, but uh, 
think she replies that she's uh, considered staying a little bit longer and having the baby in Miami. Anchor baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so she could get that dual citizenship. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blanche doesn't have very supportive of the idea. Becky talks about how uh, as the delivery date has gotten closer, she realizes that she wanted to have her mother nearby. Rose is uh, very excited about the prospect of having a baby in town. She explains that in St. Olaf, uh, the pregnant mother always had her mother, the father's mother, or Lucky Gunther yep. present at the birth uh, for support. Uh, since Rose's birthday was coming up, Dorothy went ahead and followed up with, okay, why? Right. Rose explains that you know after the thresher accident, good old Lucky Gunther had his arm replaced with forceps. <laughs> uh, Blanche says that she wants uh, whatever is best for her daughter, but asked that uh, if she would rather be, or would rather be in Atlanta uh, with her doctor in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Becky then explains that uh, she's planning to have the baby at a birthing center uh, without any painkillers, completely natural. Blanche says to her daughter, I know I told you where babies come from, but I never mentioned where they come out. Yeah. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite lines. Blanche still doesn't seem to uh, like the idea of uh, Becky being nearby. All right. Um, but they all convince her to check out the facility before judging it. One of the biggest slash best, best birthing centers to, happens to be in Miami, they say. Yeah, I love uh, Sophia's response to that. Is that a, those theme park people are always thinking, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of like a Disney birthing center. <laughs> that would go over well. Mm-hmm. I bet that would be pretty uh, There popular. would definitely be some people that would make the pilgrimage uh, to go oh, to the yeah, Disney birthing right. center. Yeah. Disney, if you're listening. I mean, they own Golden yeah. Girls, so it's... They've got the uh, the uh, the rights to that yeah. idea. <laughs> well, I think that's the one time where you do go ahead and spring for the fast pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it used to be free, Brent, but now you have to pay for it. <laughs> uh, we change scenes again. Um, you get the soothing sounds of Iago as your <laughs> birthing coach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In memoriam. There's got to be a handful of Gilbert Gottfried... Uh, impersonators out there that would do a fine job too, right? I'm sure there are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's as big an industry as like your Elvis impersonators, but, <laughs> but there's probably a, a you know person here or there um, that's, uh, that would be willing to come for the right amount of money. Maybe, uh, um, oh, shoot, we just talked about him. Winslow. What's his last, first Michael name? Winslow. Michael. Yeah, maybe he's got it. So know. when he arrives on our show... I'll have him do an Iago impersonation. Oh. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. He's not Rich Little. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's awesome with the sounds. I bet he could come up with an Iago. <laughs> have I'm... you ever heard him do a voice? <laughs> I, I have not. I've never heard him do anything other than the various sounds. But I also love that you go with Rich Little as opposed to someone <laughs> even a little more contemporary, like a Michael Caliendo or somebody like that. <laughs> Michael Caliendo. He's the one who does those, uh, like Charles Barkley and uh, he did, he John did Madden. Steve, yeah, John Madden a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I almost said Steve Madden. Isn't that like a shoe guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does an impersonation <laughs> of designer Steve Madden. <laughs> he can do Dolce and Gabbana. Yeah. <laughs> very, few, very few people would know if that he was off. Oh, that's true. <laughs> well, that's not Steve Madden. <laughs> Or Frank Caliendo. Did I say Michael and that's why you're giving me shit? I don't know. Or you don't know who it is either it way. Frank, I don't know either way. Yes, Frank Caliendo is the correct name. Either way, I don't think you know who I'm talking about. I remember about. Caliendo. I, just, I guess I messed up the front, the first name too. Yeah, it is the funny that I got name. the last name right. I think it's pronounced Caliente. Oh, do you? <laughs> Super hot. 
uh, the girls in her room at the birthing center, and it's uh, decorated with a very floral wallpaper, matching drapes, and uh, kind of uh, plenty of creepy mid-century pictures hanging on the wall. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, uh, I, I had paused at this point and, uh, for some reason, I think when I was doing my recap, and behind, I think Dorothy was like several pictures, one of which was like three creepy old kids, <laughs> <laughs> like an old painting or something. I, I did not even notice the pictures on the wall, but. And they also had like old, like, like uh, bonnets hanging oh, okay. on the wall, <laughs> like you'd wear if you're out picking flowers, maybe. <laughs> on, uh, uh, you know those insemination folks. They that, that's yeah. right. <laughs> well, this they don't care about insemination here. This is the birthing center. Oh, oh gotcha. So yeah, but one of the best lines is actually coming up. Okay. So, um, did you have something? No, I'm good for now. Uh, but yeah, just a lot of pictures, some of which were kind of creepy. Uh, Blanche comments that uh, the room doesn't have any standard equipment. Uh, Sophia says that she'd rather uh, she'd be better off at Blanche's room. Uh, Blanche's room. Uh, let me start over. Sorry. <laughs> Can we cut this back? Yeah, that's fine. No, keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> keep it. In, I don't care. Blanche comments that the room doesn't have any standard equipment. Sophia says that she'd be better off in Blanche's room, saying that at least she has stirrups there. Right. Blanche even like laughs at that. I think. Mm-hmm. Dorothy adds that there's... It's funny because it's true. <laughs> uh, there's an even better chance of finding a doctor there in Blanche's room. <laughs> right. Blanche laments that uh, Becky got pregnant at the clinic and now wants to deliver in a bedroom. She got the whole thing backwards, mm-hmm. which was one of my favorite lines. Yeah. I thought it was an average line at best. <laughs> <laughs> Suit yourself. <laughs> How does it feel to be wrong, sir? <laughs> I wouldn't know. (laughs) (laughs) She asked what kind of uh, a dope would want to have a baby in this place. Right. Rose immediately walks in with a giant grin saying that she uh, sees the birthing center makes her want to go get pregnant. Right. (laughs) She's Uh, riding home among all the pictures of the bonnets and stuff. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Becky and a uh, birthing center staff member walk in, finishing what looks like a tour, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the staff member explains that uh, they aim to create a relaxing environment, including piping in music. Right. Dorothy questions their uh, readiness for an emergency during birth. Just then, we hear a mother in another room yelling out in pain. The staff lady excuses herself to go aid in the nearby room. Uh, Dorothy admits to Becky that the decor is nice looking, but asks if she wouldn't feel better in an environment with less stereo and more morphine. She adds, as we hear the birthing mother yell out again. I think she screams a few times in this little interim. Yeah, and those screams, especially that last one, is uh, is pretty blood curdling. A little piercing, yeah. Yeah. The staff member uh, comes back to the room momentarily, telling the girls that uh, they're in luck and that they might be able to witness one of their births. <laughs> Dorothy replies back though that they don't need the full tour. Yeah. Well, and okay, I grant that this place does things differently than your <laughs> standard hospital. But would they just be like, oh, hey, see this lady over here mm-hmm. giving birth? Just walk on in. Yeah, it <laughs> seems like the privacy for the other lady would be compromised quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it takes a village. <laughs> <laughs> They're all girls. Come yeah. on. It's <laughs> That's true, at least. Mm. Becky walks over to uh, Blanche and tells her that uh, the yelling sounded just awful. Blanche explains to her daughter that that's a woman's lot in life to deliver babies. Mm-hmm. She asks what a man's lot is, and Dorothy spurts out, their eyebrows grow together. Yeah, it is our cross to bear. So. Uh, they, they, they all together kind of make a hasty You don't hear me complaining exit. about it. <laughs> Say what? You don't hear me complaining about it. 
Yeah, just a quick razor to the center. It's no big deal. Would you want us to tell you if your eyebrows were getting thick together, or would you just assume that you know we we shouldn't need to give you any information like that? Yeah, I mean, I should be cognizant enough okay. that I've got a unibrow. Fair uh, enough. I don't think I'm in any danger of it. Anytime no, not soon. not at this point. I don't think any of us are are old enough that we have to start worrying about the extra <laughs> hair there anyway. That'd be interesting if you had like only a brow right in the center, <laughs> and the rest kind of got real thin. Like a, like a Charlie Chaplin above my nose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like mid brow on one side got real thick right through the center to mid brow on the other side. And kind so of, it just starts on the left and just slowly works its way. <laughs> kind of like the burnt, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> but it, but it doesn't go all at once. It's just like over time. Like when you hit sixty, it's like one brow is real thick and it started to head across. Is that like my barometer? I know when I'm gonna die. <laughs> like when your brow totally fills, <laughs> like loading. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You, uh, that's how you can tell. You look up at it and say, ah, I got a few more good years in me. Exactly. <laughs> Not exactly. totally full yeah. yet. You try to shave it and it just breaks the razor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That'll be frightening. Yeah. You, you break the odometer, <laughs> they'll come after you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they all make a quick exit from the uh, birthing center. We change scenes, and uh, now we're in the kitchen. Dorothy grabs uh, something from the fridge, turns to the turns and says, cheesecake rose? Mm-hmm. And her uh, response is great. She probably responds, let's taste it and find out. Yeah, yeah those are my favorite lines. And that is cheesecake 21, I believe. Yeah. We didn't have cheesecake last week. No? What do you mean? Normally we do at the end of the season. Oh, do I think we have before, but I don't know if it's normally. I, don't... I think we have. I think we've had four cheesecakes, and I was expecting a fifth, and I didn't. I think you're inaccurate in your memory <laughs> of that, but mm. I probably only had cheesecake one time since we started no, this podcast. Had at least two, I think four. <laughs> <laughs> Are you having these at home, possibly? Because <laughs> I know we've had them here once or twice. Oh, you celebrate I, before the podcast? <laughs> too. We call that pregame, you know. Yeah. Get a big belly of lactose and come on over. <laughs> I told you, I don't think cheesecake agrees with me that much, but I'm sure it's in cheesecake factory quantities. <laughs> <laughs> so, I need a mom and pop cheesecake, not a factory cheesecake. Yeah. So. Maybe we get a Mama Celeste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that'd be a high quality <laughs> cheesecake. We got something the other day, or a while back, or whatever, but it was something crazy like cheesecake or whatever. And it was like. <laughs> <laughs> something crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like cheesecake or whatever, but it was like a tiny little, like six inch, you know, cheesecake or oh, something sure. like a little, not probably for like two, three people or right, whatever. Yeah. But that package still said it had like sixty four <laughs> servings, <laughs> and each serving was still like two hundred calories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was BS. See, that seems like a good size cheesecake to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, like little, six, six. Yeah, that yeah. seems more. Uh, mm-hmm. Completable. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. We polished it off. Um, uh, yeah, so they're so yeah, that's a great line. <laughs> let's 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 see and find out. Mm-hmm. Dorothy asks how the skating's been going, but Rose tells her that things have been going kind of poorly. Yeah, the uh, I think she had the coach was not real happy with her. Dorothy, She's on thin ice. <laughs> thin ice. But I'm bum. Dorothy asks why she doesn't just quit. Rose explains, oh, there's a name for that, quitters. Mm-hmm. Sophia tells her that they should. Uh, she shouldn't, don't, don't let them call you that. Stick with idiot. Yeah. The girls reminisce about when they all had their babies. Blanche woke up holding Becky, still groggy from the medication. Mm-hmm. 
she plans then to have 20 more until the drugs were off. Right. Dorothy couldn't reach Stan. I think she said she, he was working late. So she called her ma, uh, who uh, she had interrupted uh, in a tender moment between her parents. Mm-hmm. What did she call it? I think you were talking Uncle about Milty. it. Yeah, right in the middle of Uncle Milty. <laughs> and she said that, oh no, Milton Burl was on another night. And then she's like, oh, that's what we called. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. Rose delivered at a picnic and happened to be Lucky Gunther was there ready with a boiling water po- uh, pot for uh, his corn mm-hmm. uh, where her newborn turned out extra buttery. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did think that was when before you know it, I was kissing her little buttery salted head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember that. I told, the whole Lucky Gunther thing both mm-hmm. times. I really enjoyed. Yeah. Sophia tells him that... How do you Dor- guys make corn? Uh, How do we make corn? Um, in a can. <laughs> 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 I mean, when we do corn on the cob, I would say it gets uh, typically boiled, but it mm-hmm. we have to occasionally grill it as well. So. I've done both as well, yeah. yeah. But we don't eat corn on the cob on a very consistent basis. I don't. Yeah. I view corn on the cob as like I, I don't like to eat meat off the bone, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the bone of vegetable world. Yeah. <laughs> so. One thing I've seen on the internet, and I've never, tr- I've been kind of wanting to try it, is if you get. Uh, Corn on the cob, but it's like the the popcorn. Mm-hmm. You can it'll pop off the corn or mm-hmm. the cob. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of fun to watch. Yeah, 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 that would be enjoyable. But yeah, I, I can't say. Be... Um, it's normally like if we're having a, a group meal here, like mm-hmm. we don't ever make corn on the cob for just the five of us. Yeah, um, yeah. it'd be usually if there's like a gathering of some sort. Yeah, um, I don't know for whatever reason too. When I eat, I like corn, but when I eat corn off the cob, it gets stuck in my teeth a lot, which, yeah. I, yeah. which I don't care for. But do you have a special way that you cook your corn on the cob? Um, yeah, instant pot. Oh, okay. That's not very fun. <laughs> I thought you were going to regale us. <laughs> with, with Slow roast. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've got a process for that. Yeah. Five weeks early. <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm cooking some at home right now. Exactly. It's going to be ready by episode 12. <laughs> <laughs> you got a few good things to do with instant pot, though, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You make your chili and stuff with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make, we use it probably three nights a week, maybe. Very nice. That's a pretty good amount. Uh, Sophia tells him that uh, Dorothy's uh, was born during the Depression, hers, mm-hmm. and uh, that she never really explains where she gave birth, but does state uh, does state that uh, both hospitals and homes were for the rich. Mm-hmm. She claims though that they also tried to sell her, but that the rich weren't buying. Yeah, I didn't like that joke. Yeah, it was kind of felt a little too mean spirited. Yeah, um, that the rich have taste. I think was she mm-hmm. she specifically said. She said the labor went on for days. And then uh, Dorothy was finally born and was over 32 pounds. <laughs> I think that's when she said she coached her out with a pork chop, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, Becky comes into the kitchen and tells the girls that uh, after uh, seeing the uh, birthing center, she uh, thinks having the baby at the hospital uh, is a better idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they can still u- she can still use Lamaze to have a natural childbirth. The girls are happy to hear this because they were all kind of leaning towards the hospital. Except oh, sure. for Rose, I guess. Um, Blanche again tries to convince her to have the baby in Atlanta, uh, where no one knows her. Becky figures out that her mother uh, is embarrassed uh, that she will be a single mother. Mm-hmm. Blanche tells her daughter that uh, she has, quote, a reputation in this town. Dorothy at that point immediately scoops cheesecake into Sophia's mouth uh, to prevent a quip. Yeah, she <laughs> says, cheesecake ma, and sticks the pork cheesecake in her mouth. Mm-hmm. Becky is upset that her mother won't uh, support her idea, pointing out that she was 
artificially inseminated, but she wasn't like she was sleeping around. Mm-hmm. Again, Dorothy tells her mother to chew it carefully. She like grabs her face, right? Mm-hmm. Just like they taught her at Shady Pines. Yeah, yeah. like they taught you at Shady Pines. Ma. Yeah, that might have actually been my favorite line of the episode. That was my that yeah. that, that whole interchange was my favorite. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sophia seems to get the hint. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the fight continues, and Dorothy suggests that uh, there are many hospitals in uh, in Miami. Maybe she can find one where she hasn't volunteered. <laughs> right. I thought that was a pretty uh, gentle term. Sure. <laughs> uh, frustrated at this point, Becky says that she'll be leaving in the morning. And taking her baby with her. Well, duh. All right. <laughs> and then she stomps out of the kitchen. Uh, we change scenes again. That night, Sophia wakes up Dorothy just because uh, Sophia was talking in her sleep while having a dream about Mel Gibson and Kim Basinger. Mm-hmm. At that point, Kim would have been fresh off uh, Batman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. First, yeah. Mm-hmm. 89. Uh, while up, she begs her daughter for a sip of water. <laughs> but Dorothy just tells her to go back to sleep. Oh, yeah. That's been 14 hours. That is pretty rough for an older woman. I would think for almost anybody. 14 hours out, any drinks, that'd be a long Mm -hmm. time. Uh, But as they're kind of getting settled back down, uh, Becky walks in and comes over to Dorothy. Uh, We quickly find out that Becky is in labor. Mm -hmm. She yelps out, and uh, half-asleep Sophia blames the noise on uh, Blanche. I think she hits the wall behind her and says, shut up, Blanche. (laughs) Right, that was funny. Sophia tells her to, uh, she wakes up though, and Sophia tells her to squeeze her hand whenever it hurts. Uh, shortly thereafter, Rose enters and is then told to call the hospital and uh, the Lamont's coach. Um, they did kind of a weird bit. She said, is there anything else I can do? Or mm. she, is there anything I can do? Yeah. And they just told her what to do. Right. Weird. That's a little silly. Uh, <laughs> she has another contraction, and Sophia asks if she cracks walnuts professionally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blanche enters as uh, Rose is headed to... Uh, get to the phone. She rushes over to the bed, but Becky tells her, don't worry. And she just go back to bed, and she'll call, and Becky will call her when the baby graduates from high school. <laughs> Blanche, of course, dismisses this. Gets, uh, gets her up and helps her start moving towards the door. Sophia tells Dorothy, uh, reminds her when she brought her to the hospital, Dorothy asks, you know, how so? Sophia points out the obviousness of the fact that it's the same basic scenario. Like, uh, you were pregnant. I was taken to the hospital. Yeah. It's not a big leap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we change scenes again, and uh, now he's at the hospital. A nurse enters the room and tells Becky that she had forgotten to fill out the father's name on the check-in form. Uh, she responds to the nurse that she was artificially inseminated, and Blanche says uh, it was the father's last wish. <laughs> yeah. Still trying to cover up the fact that she's going to be a single mom. An elderly man <clears throat> with a whistle enters. Yes. His other last wish was that he opened Graceland to the public. Oh, right, yeah, that's right. right. I yeah. forgot that, yes. <laughs> that's I really liked. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Implied they had Elvis's semen mm-hmm. 10 years later. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Still on ice. Exactly. <laughs> An elderly man with a whistle enters the room, like wearing a uh, track suit, basically. Mm-hmm. Enters the room, and uh, Rose enters right behind him, realizing that, oops, she called the wrong coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the doctor enters uh, behind him. Dorothy tells... Uh, that the contractions have been consistently five minutes apart for, I think, 45 minutes, mm-hmm. and that he should check dilation. He very sarcastically says, oh, I never would have thought of that. Yeah, what an asshole. <laughs> like, obviously, this is a stressful situation, yeah. um, and she's just trying to be helpful. Uh, we don't need your sass, doctor asshole. I think, I think he has to put her in her place. He doesn't want any backseat drivers. Nah, I don't think so. I, I think under the This is the early 90s. You, Misogyny no. was all the rage. I'm just saying, like, 
He gives her an inch, she's going to take a mile. <laughs> well, that's, uh, uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I disagree with your assessment. <laughs> um, I think that under the circumstances, you at least give, you give the one inch. If she tries to take the mile, then you take that inch back. Uh, but uh, I'm sure he's learned the hard way. you got to assert dominance uh, <laughs> right up front. <laughs> Well, he was. I think he saw Dorothy was uh, uh, intimidated, so mm. he was like, you know, he sassed back just to kind of knock her back down a peg. Ah, okay. Well, I like the actor. Sam oh, Runner. Okay. Well, we'll discuss him later on. Hope so. A little bit. Anyway. I got thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like an I like the actor. I got thoughts. Of <laughs> Maybe they're positive thoughts. Yeah, probably. Yeah. He yeah. said he liked them, so I would yeah, assume yeah. so. I like them in Scrubs. I like them in the Goldbergs. I like them in RoboCop 3. <laughs> and now, I didn't watch a whole lot of Scrubs, but I've watched episodes here and there. Was he a doctor in Scrubs? No, he was a patient. Oh, missed opportunity. Yeah. He, um, he's a doctor on the Goldbergs, though. Well, it, all within the medical field there, yeah. right? Right, yeah. And the girls start squabbling about how best to position Becky, uh, kind of citing some old wives' tales about how you know she should sit to have a boy versus a girl. Which at this point it's decided. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seeing the chaos, the coach sit there or stand there. He blows his whistle. The doctor says he wants only three people in the room: the mother, the coach, and the baby. <laughs> uh, since the coach actually doesn't belong, right? <laughs> Blanche inserts herself, saying that uh, she needs to stay with her daughter. The other girls dismiss themselves out to the waiting room, and Blanche tries to calm down her frightened daughter, uh, telling her just to remember, pull, pull. And then she realized, oh, no, no, wait, that's for skeet shooting. Mm-hmm. That Again, was a dumb joke. I didn't was, like that joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Lance tries to explain the missing father, uh, saying that he's busy you know, to the doctor. Mm-hmm. However, the doctor knows what's going on. He's read the file, and uh, he has a says he has a good idea of what the father's doing right now. <laughs> right. Kind of a dirty joke. Yeah. <laughs> he's basically preparing another sample for another uh, donie. Mm-hmm. Well, we change scene. That's why they don't need the bailout. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good consistent deposits. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Would so, you donate your semen, Steve? Say what? Would you donate your semen? I don't know. Like you get a telephone call. And you're like, hey, we're running short on O positive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that applies. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. I guess reason. it would really depend on the uh, circumstances. I have not. Yeah. I but, mean, like, if they called and they're like, there's something special about your seed that they're running low on. Mm. Like, Would you be considering, like, yeah, we, we want somebody with blonde hair and blue eyes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, sold. <laughs> Say no more. And, of course, I, did, I don't I did question their motives at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sounds legit. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want that to die out. Uh, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'd be surprised if you tell me yes, but have you ever uh, sold or donated? <laughs> no, no. I didn't no. think so. I mean, I've donated blood, sure. like plasma or whatever. Yeah, I'm talking about semen specifically. But sold have you sold or donated anything in your life? Yeah. <laughs> sure, you've done both. but I've donated clothes. <laughs> but I'm sure they were full <laughs> of semen. <laughs> full of it. Wow. Full of semen. <laughs> like ringing out like a shop towel. Right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> And you drop that off the Goodwill bin. <laughs> and then you pat yourself on the back because you're a good person given to charity. 
<laughs> well done, Brad. Well done. <laughs> Did you say Brent? Yeah, Brent. No, he's the one donating his well, I clothes. Thought you were, he said that you donated clothes. I thought we were talking about your clothes being soaked no, in we're, semen. We're, <laughs> we're laughing at him donating oh, his semen okay. clothes. Fine, let's just say both of you are donating <laughs> clothes soaked in semen. <laughs> Or maybe he's saying, well done, Brent. I'm not judging where the semen came from. <laughs> Who can tell? Right. <laughs> I just got these clothes. You know, they're kind of damp. Right. But, you know, someone will wear them. I think Brent gave you his Joy Division shirt. And... <laughs> All takes a little detergent. A little yeah. clean up. It's like, wow, these pants stand up on their own. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, man, we... Earned our rating Hold this on. week. Hold on. I got one more. Okay. Are these acid washed? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll give them to the Goodwill outlet. <laughs> Someone will buy those by the pound. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, where were we? So yeah, the doctor, you know, knows what's going on. Right, <laughs> he yeah. says, you know, he knows where the dad's at. Mm-hmm. Several hours pass, and the girls in the waiting room are starting to get a little concerned. Uh, Sophia again points out that Dorothy's labor took for days, and mentions uh, some other kind of derogatory st- statements about her birth and infancy. Mm-hmm. Dorothy tells her mother that you know she's hurting her feelings. Sophia replies, not as, not as much as you hurt my uni, yeah. which is not a term I'd heard. I had not heard that either. And I was like, wow, that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of a uh, blue comment on uh, Golden Girls there. Sophia does. Say what? Uh, so, like, what do you think it refers to? Her uni? Her or... vagina, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think she calls it? Uni? I don't know. Maybe it's a. I, I looked it up, actually, because I was like, is that a yeah. common term? Yeah. I couldn't find anything, so. Yeah. I don't know if maybe the writer just made it up to yeah. have like a colloquialism or something. Mm-hmm. That's what their mother called it or something. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sophia does tell her daughter that despite the pain, she wouldn't give up her uh, daughter for anything. Right. And knew that she'd be special. Dorothy asks, and I didn't disappoint you? Sophia says, a little. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we find out, though, that Rose feels like she disappointed her parents by uh, not winning a, a medal in the Olympics. She even says like gold medal, I think. And that she actually hates ice skating. The girls tell her that uh, she doesn't know her parents anything, nor does she have to do anything to win uh, their approval. Right. I'm guessing her parents are dead. At this yeah, point. exactly. I well, mean, no, don't don't we see her dad? Uh, no, I, I think her. Uh, we've seen her mom. Okay. But I don't think her her dad is not around anymore. Okay. Because her dad was uh was um, Sal. Say what? Sal. No, this is Rose's dad. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, he was Billy Barty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In her dream, anyway. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, Rose says her parents... Uh, and we do meet her dad a little later on in the series. <laughs> Maybe getting ahead of yourself. Uh, Rose says her parents called her twinkle toes in relation to her skills on the ice. Yeah. Sophia says that doesn't mean anything. She called Dorothy Bigfoot, but that doesn't exactly mean she has to trape across the Northwest. Right. Excuse me. Uh, Dorothy sums it up by saying that her mother loves her for who she is. <laughs> Sophia then quips back that, uh, yep, she's an over-the-hill school teacher. <laughs> I think she even adds that she's got to wait for the phone to call to see if she works that day, right? <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit of a harsh... Yeah, it really is. Really, we're on she haymakers was... towards Dorothy this episode. Yeah, it was a little bit mean. 
Dorothy the man said, uh, you may never make your parents happy. She goes on in a little rant about how, you know, they'll nag you, and you may feel like grabbing them by the throat, but you don't, because you're in a hospital where they have resuscitation devices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> while staring her mother down. <clears throat> Excuse me. Rose decides, though, to stop skating. She also says she won't go over to, the, uh, over to Niagara Falls in a barrel. Uh, I guess that was another thing she'd promised. Right. Or they expected, maybe. Mm-hmm. Dorothy says, no, no, you should hold on to that one. <laughs> There's a part that I think is good where Dorothy says something, you know, like you talked about not having to worry about making her parents proud at this point. Mm-hmm. And Sophia says, I'd like to be proud of Dorothy for something, but I'm not going to kill myself if that day never comes. <laughs> <laughs> And then, then after they go through this uh, portion, I, I like that Rose replies, Oh, Sophia, Bigfoot, thank you. <laughs> that is right, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Um, so then we change scenes. We briefly see Becky and Blanche and the, and the doctor. She's pushing and you know, kind of breathing heavy, but she says she's doing fine. Right? Mm-hmm. Or they say she's doing fine. Uh, then we splash back into the waiting room. We see Sophia and Dorothy. Uh, she, uh, she, Sophia tells Dorothy... Or asks her why she called her pussy, if she knows why she called the pussycat. Dorothy makes a few guesses, which I thought all were pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gave me yarn for Christmas, or only yarn? Yeah. And then uh, she says, you fed me once and I hung around? <laughs> or because uh, you put me out at night? Sophia tells her it's because she loves pussycats and she loves her. Right. That's sweet. And she gives her, she kisses her forehead and then adds, and you're the only one in the family who could catch mice. Yeah. We then flash back to the... Uh, to the living room, Blanche tries to bribe Becky to hurry up. Uh, well, not the living room. We're in the delivery room, right? I thought that's what I said. Oh, they said living room? Oh. He said living room. Oh, okay. He also said flashback. Yeah. Well, flashback to the delivery room, I said. I thought. That's what I said. We're cutting back. Cutting back. Yeah, whatever. They know. We don't know the timeline that these things happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were in the delivery room. And then we went to the delivery room. I'm saying we're going back to... You're probably not flashing back to the delivery room. You're probably just going back to the delivery room. We're just in the delivery room. <laughs> and, uh, and not the living room. They're having, they're having, the, we they're having the baby. We returned to the delivery room. Yeah, okay, there we we're go. having the baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Blanche is, uh, you know, getting like a little like hot and sweaty. She's like, ah, this is taking forever, mm-hmm. right? Getting impatient, and she tries to bribe her daughter. Like these unis like a heat lamp. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Tries to, to bribe her to hurry up and says she'll get her some ice cream. Becky says uh, that her mother still treated her like a child and says she wants her out of the room. They have a little back and forth, and then as Blanche is starting to leave, Becky calls her back when a con- the contraction hits. Uh, the doctor says she needs one more big push. Finally, Blanche looks at her daughter in the eyes and tells her how brave she, ha- she has been over the last you know, pregnancy time uh, and how very proud she is of her. And uh, that she decided how she wanted to have this baby and how and start a family. And man, she's just doing it. She tells her daughter that she loves her. Uh, Becky gets ready for the final push. Then the baby is born. Blanche, uh, and, and Blanche marvels at him. Uh, but the doctor explains that uh, she's looking at the umbilical cord. Mm-hmm. It's actually a her. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, Blanche lies to Becky in order to get her to finish off the birth. Um, because <laughs> there's been no reason to believe up until this point that she's Truly proud of Becky's you know, decisions or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's been a another tour de force for 
Blanche being a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> to her daughter. Yeah, to her daughter. Yeah, the third time in a row that she's been awful to her daughter. They place the, the baby in Becky's arms. Becky and Blanche uh, have a loving, tender moment uh, with the brand new baby, telling each other how much they do love each other. Blanche tells the baby that they've been waiting uh, for her as they kind of look over the baby and right. they close out. Yep. So we had a, a plethora of so, guests. Oh, go ahead. So Blanche's grandson that lived with him for a while, mm-hmm. that was her son Skippy's boy? Yeah, I or? think so. Okay. Yeah, we had a plethora of guest actors on that episode, six in total, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, uh, of course, uh, Deborah Engel. Um, mm-hmm. She played Rebecca for the second of three <laughs> times on The Golden Girls. We are going to see her again also on The Golden Palace. So we got one more Golden Girls episode and then one Golden Palace for her. So four total? Yep, exactly. Uh, we got uh, Ken Lerner. He played the Doctor. 163 titles to his name. As Brandon mentioned, 19 of those are on the uh, the Golden Girls. This is his only Golden... I mean, excuse me, on the Goldbergs. Uh, this is his only Golden Girls. Um, he has uh, guest appearances on, like, Happy Days, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Beverly Hills, 90210, Chicago Hope, or at least in all of those series, he was in several episodes of each mm-hmm. of them. So if you're a big fan of one or the other, uh, you may recognize him from that. Did Definitely. you have more you wanted to add for him? I uh, just... Scrubs and RoboCop 3. Okay, very Seems nice. Seems like he was kept very busy. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, then we also had uh, Layla Kinsky, or Kinsey, I don't know. She played uh, Tamara, 39 titles for her. This is her only Golden Girls. Uh, she was on one episode of Friends and 136 episodes of Mad About You as a friend Devin now. I did not realize the two of them shared any kind of a common universe, but apparently <laughs> at least that character has been on both. Oh wow! So you saying it's the same character for both? It's uh, the same series? same name, uh, the, that character. So and it's not a, it's not like a we, it's not a real common name, Fran Devenow. No, yeah, um, I hadn't realized that either. Yeah. Then we had John O'Leary. He was a Mister uh, Ninnerbin or whatever it was, the coach. Mm-hmm. One hundred twenty-five titles for him. This is his only Golden Girls. Nothing real notable outside of this. He didn't have a lot of time in this episode, but I thought he was a good character for this. Yeah, he was solid in his mm-hmm. in his appearance. I mean, notable things, but nothing to where you would know him from one of those other things. Lloyd Bridges. Or exactly. Something. Then we had a uh, Marty Moore. Uh, she or I'm not sure if it was. Yeah, Marty Moeller. She was the nurse or one of the nurses. Fourteen titles for her. This is her only Golden Girls. She also appeared as a nurse on Empty Nest. Oh, nice. And then uh, Diana Racine. She was also a nurse. Also 14 titles to her name. Also her only Golden Girls. Also appeared on Empty Nest a couple times as woman and mother. Mm. So, <laughs> um, all right. So, Ski, who was your MVP for this episode? I picked Becky. I said uh, she's a strong female role that uh, she's been doing what she wanted to, but she I like that she still wanted to include her family. Like She made a special trip to go include Blanche, I thought. Okay, yeah, I, I can see that. Even though Blanche has not been all too nice to her. Blanche has been awful to her, in <laughs> all honesty, from everything we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you, Brent? Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Dr. Lerner. Dr. Lerner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that has to just be because you like him as an actor. Yeah, just, I don't know. There was not a... He liked um, how he shut down Dorothy. Yeah. That was <laughs> the worst part of him. <laughs> <laughs> like, who would you go with? Uh, in this episode, I, I think Ski's pick of Rebecca is a pretty solid one. I could see that. But uh, So you see, it's come down to like none of the Goldens well, really shined. Neither Dorothy. So you got to go to an outsider. I can see going to an outsider if an outs- 
if you have an episode where none of the goldens really shine, but one mm-hmm. outsider really shines, like uh-huh. a, like a TV's Tim Stack, okay, then I can <laughs> I can get on board with that. But in this case, I thought Dorothy gave a pretty solid performance. But you're not going with Dorothy. I am going with Dorothy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just saying I'm, I wouldn't call it a slam dunk. Okay, I'm um, just saying I'm giving Lerner the Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh. <laughs> he's not been recognized for any of his other things, so let's give it to him for this one. You solely these MVP votes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like really the MVP of each season is. You think? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like the MVP for each season should be like, and Ski and I determine the MVP <laughs> for this season is this, whereas Brent voted for twenty six one off actors. <laughs> <laughs> Only when they've appeared in RoboCop three. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oddly enough, a huge crossover between the two shows. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so Ski, how many slices of cheesecake did this one earn? I gave it a five point five. I thought the plot. Uh, and the beasts were, were both a little bit contrived, but I do like that they followed up on a previous event, mm-hmm. showing a, a rare case of uh, continuity. And as I stated before, I like babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Salted, buttery, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> right. And how about you, Brent? How many slices for you? Uh, you want to go next? You want me to go next? Yeah. I I, I don't give it three. Um. Mm-hmm. There were aspects of it that I liked, and I could, you know, like I don't begrudge Ski his five and a half. Yeah. But I'm just kind of tired of the Blanche is an awful person stories yeah. that, and this one, less, I feel like the last couple, but this one in particular, she really isn't that redeemed in the end of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, she says what she needs to, I feel like, to get through the birth, mm-hmm. but I don't get any real feeling that she's actually accepted Becky's choices in life or yeah. anything like See, that. Yeah, I didn't. I, that, that's probably a difference for me because I didn't uh, read it as quite as insincere. Yeah. I thought she, like, really kind of, I don't know. You make a good point, though, because just moments before, she was still lying to the doctor yeah. about where the dad was. And I'm so, not saying she wasn't even somewhat sincere in that exact moment in a crisis situation that mm-hmm. she wasn't saying things that she at least kind of thought she believed. But I feel like once everything calms down, she's just going to go back to being embarrassed that her daughter's a single mother and that she, you know, had the baby in a non-traditional fashion. Possibly. Um, but it, since we'll see her again, maybe we'll get a little bit more insight. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. Um, I, and hopefully, maybe the fourth maybe time we'll will see be the, the charm. The baby or something. It'll. I just hope that the fourth time we see a version of Becky um, that <laughs> Blanche is a decent mother to her as opposed to the first three times we've seen a Becky. Right. Um, all right, so now you got mine and skis. How many slices for you, Brent? Real quick, um, I hope that the next time we see her, she's sad because a man won't date a woman with a child. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> she, she meets her dream man, and he's like, oh, you got a kid? No. In that case, will we assume that Blanche will take completely uh, the side of the man exactly. until, the, until the very end when she's like, a child can be a wonderful thing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Even cool. if you want to marry a harlot like my daughter. Yeah. Now he's three and a half. Three and a half. For all the same reasons. But like Ski said, I'm going to give it a half a star just because it called back to an earlier episode. That is a solid thing. I do like that we have seen actually some continuity that has been Mm -hmm. much more consistent. Um, I mean, do you think they did that last season? It's like, oh, and this will buy us an episode next season too. Not necessarily. I mean, we have a new director and Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how much control that person has over the writer's room and whatnot. (laughs) Oh, none. Oh, none? Okay. But I'm just saying like the, the writer's room. They're like, oh, this will be one less thing that sort of writes itself next season. Well, and then you got the uh, 
you had done the recap for season five, do you remember what episode it was? Where it was like two. Episode so two. it was almost a full year. It wasn't year. episode two, because episodes one and two were sick and tired. Yeah, so it was episode three. Okay. So yeah, it's, I mean, it even seems like a pretty reasonable amount of time for her to have a baby. Yeah, like, yeah Or like certainly. be pregnant and stuff. Yeah, she got artificially inseminated, and then 12 months later, she's delivering. <laughs> well, <laughs> she, we, we didn't don't know see how long that process took. She was know. still investigating the sperm bank <laughs> options <laughs> at the true. time of that episode, so... <laughs> After three months, <laughs> um, yeah. Overall, not a, in my opinion, a real strong start to the to season six. Um, but I am hopeful that uh, things look up as we go further. Further, not a bad episode, not a yeah, terrible no, episode. Fine. Just, uh, just a little tired of Blanche being a bad person. I yeah. love it when Blanche is a really good person, and there's been a few mm-hmm. episodes that have been the opposite, where she's been the more accepting person, mm-hmm. and I like that. I mean, well, I, I think that's probably it, why she's not been. Picked more for the v- our MVP. Oh, probably not. Yeah, I think she's generally a better person when it's not in relation to her own family. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, it's one of those things that if it comes to defending others, you know, she does a good job. That's you know? true. That's a good point. Uh, I guess. We'll yeah, see. she was a little bit rough on the Big Daddy a few times too, and she was mean to her sister mm-hmm. after her father died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that seemed inappropriate, but yeah, yeah. I can see that tensions are high, but still. Mm-hmm. You'd, yeah. w- you'd want her to kind of overcome her own bitterness or whatever to be with her family at a time like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I, I still like Blanche. I still like her as a character. Um, mm-hmm. I just would like, I like the episodes where she, like Brent said, is maybe the outsider who is the voice of reason mm-hmm. versus Genuinely the insider. nicer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyways, well, until uh, season six, episode two. Yeah. Uh, stay golden, Coco. Au revoir. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.